Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 28 of the Daz on the Rocks podcast. As always, I'm your host, Freddie Moss. And today's guest is a dad-to-be that reached out to me. Um, he's got a little one on the way. And I'm very, very happy that he reached out to me. I'm, I'm very eager to meet and talk to new dads that I have no experience with because it's like meeting a new friend for the very first time. Um, I'm excited to learn a little bit about him and scare the ever-living shit out of him when it comes to being a parent. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Neftali. As always, we begin with a toast, and today it's been a very long day. I did a brewery tour today, and the kids were just gigantic assholes, and my air conditioning went out today. So today I'm having oh, just God. whatever kind of bourbon I found in the in the cabinet. So um, to you and everybody else, cheers out there. But more importantly, I want to hear about my guest today. So uh, Mr. Neftali, I would like to hear a lot about you. So tell us about... Uh, who you are, what you do, and anything that you like to share. Well, yeah, I'll start off with, um, well, first of all, I'm, I'm 24 and uh, do for a living. I would be pretty much, I currently work for a warehouse, but I am a prior military. Um, so it was a huge, huge, I can go on hours and hours about that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I got out and uh, now I'm back at, back home, back to my hometown um currently um i'm not not married but um i'm together with with uh, my lady you know planning to get married for sure and we do have one you know a little baby boy on the way so we're excited for that we're excited scared all types of emotions going on (laughs) how um how far along is she uh she could be due tomorrow (laughs) oh wow so you guys are really close yeah, she's at 39 weeks. Um, so she's got a due date of the of the 30th of this month. So okay. So I mean, anybody that's listening right now, that's probably a, a day or so ago. So yeah, she, she could be like already <laughs> she could be like past slavery by the time they hear this. <laughs> so oh man, that'd be funny if this came out and and your baby boy was being born at the same time. That'd be awesome. I'd I'd <laughs> I, I would take a little bit of credit for that, but not not anything really. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm curious what um, what branch of the military are you from? Because uh, previous guest Paul was in the, um, the Marines. Uh, previous guest uh, Stephen was in the Air Force. So I'm curious what branch of the military were, you, were or are you or were you? Uh, Air Force as well. Yeah. Okay. Good. It was a good time while I was in. I used oh. to be in, uh, stationed up in North Dakota, so <laughs> definitely. Oh, cool. okay. Nice. North Dakota, and I'm currently in Texas. And with this heat, man, it's just oh. yeah, it's it's brutal. And and I'm sure you felt it when I said that the AC went out. Like I'm currently in North Carolina, and it's really really pretty, as opposed to where I used to live in, which is uh, South Florida. But this is this is really really a time to have the air conditioning, and it's absolutely not. Like I I feel like Florida and Texas are really similar. Like Florida's a little bit more humid, and Texas is a little bit more dry. But they're right there neck and neck with how ungodly terrible it is to live there. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you said that you are about to become a dad and it's very, very close. Are you guys, do you feel like you guys are prepared? Like you guys have everything like the bottles and the burp cloths, the wipes and the diapers. Do you guys feel like you have everything? Do you have people that have been telling you what to buy or are you guys just kind of, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, where are you guys at with that? I, <sighs> Well, there's two answers to that. I, I feel like some. I feel like we kind of, kind of, um, 
are at where we're supposed to, supposed to be at regarding like having things ready and prepared for the baby. And at the same time, I feel like we're missing a lot of things. What could it be? I feel like it could be like anything as small from like, you know, um, like a burp cloth or something, like an extra burp cloth that you know, <laughs> like everything's dirty right now and we don't have time to go wash clothes <laughs> and stuff like that. Like that's the type of like mentality that kind of like, you know, gets me anxious and worried and like, you know, just trying to like, try to have it as smooth as possible for for my lady and myself and the kid as well. So we're just kind of like, well, but no, I, I sent you a picture of the, of the nursery, I think on Reddit. Yes, um, yes, I got the it. messages. Got it. So you can kind of like see like what we have and like we could go over it. But I, I feel like we had everything. Thanks to family and friends, we have a crib and, you know, diapers, wipes. Um, we had a baby shower last weekend. Um, so that helped a lot, a lot of clothes, a lot of clothes and, you know, stuff like that. But um, generally, yeah, I, I'd say we're like, uh, like on a scale from one to 10, I feel like, I feel like we're like at a, a solid 8.5 of, of preparedness. <laughs> and um, it's, and it's funny. I feel like a lot of our, our previous guests on the show that have had kids in the, in the, the last year or so, they're going to tell you, ha, 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 you have no idea what you're talking about. Or what you're in for because, and it's, it's not like in a demeaning way. It's like, it's, it's funny because anything can come up. You have no idea. Like you try your absolute best to prepare, like in the diaper bag, you throw a couple of extra, you know, burp cloths, a couple of extra diapers, but you forget the wipes or you forget, you know, the, the formula or whatever. Um, and that's something that I want to, I, I didn't even think about until just now, like we're going through a formula shortage. Like I would love to hear about like what you guys are thinking about for that. So like, I'll get, get to that in a minute, but like, I think Arian is um, he mentioned it uh, in his episode where you need to kind of not worry so much about what you have when you're out, because just because it's not what you have on you doesn't mean you can't get it. And like, tacticals uh, foraging is is what he um he said it to be like if you go out and you and you forget wipes like there's a cvs on every corner like you can go out and get wipes it's not a big deal you might have the baby crying for an extra 15 minutes but you'll get what you need and it's not that bad so it's not that serious so i i am the absolute opposite of that like i would like to know that i have everything i have on hand and if I don't, the world is going to end. But Arian kind of like breathed a little bit of fresh air into that. Like, don't don't worry about it so much. Like, you can have as much as you have, and you may still need something else. Like, you can prepare as much as you can, but there's something that you may still need. So, you know, don't worry about it so much. Yeah, the the one thing that 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 I guess I would um like my point of view or uh, my perspective on that would be, um, I so far preparing for you know welcoming our, our, our new our, our little one would be spreading out the cost more so um of of being prepared you know diapers aren't you know cheap you know yeah <laughs> way, for yeah, sure all that stuff isn't cheap but nursery nursery stuff can add up pro, pretty quick so we we um we spread that out over a course of i want to say about four months five months so it mm-hmm. wasn't too bad where it's just doof, you know, <laughs> a bunch of, you know, a hundred or thousands dollars, thousand dollars to like, just prepare, you know, the, the coming home for the baby. But um, 
another thing is like not a lot, I feel like a lot of people or because I'll, I'll be reading like um, other Reddit um, subreddits about parents and new parents and everything preparing and they'll be buying all these like uh, gadgets and stuff like that for like the baby when in reality it's like well I mean you you, you can't there's such is there such thing as over preparing or is there such thing as being you know underprepared? I feel like there's more of the case of being underprepared, right? You know, like, oh, you know, this would have helped out with quality of life for the newborn and stuff like that, right? Well, I'm just gonna make it easy, but <laughs> I think we're all gonna go through the the thick stuff too. Um I mean to yeah. be to be fair, I feel like no matter who you are, no matter how prepared you are, you are always gonna be un- underprepared because yeah. Um, specifically, and I don't mean that like in a general sense, but the kids are going to be different. You can't judge every kid the same. Um, and even if they're both from your own loins, it's, it's a weird way to say it, but, um, if, if they're both your kids, they're, they, you don't necessarily have to treat them the same. Every kid is different. So, and you yeah. can't compare one to the other. So if you think that you're completely prepared, you're probably wrong. So definitely. Just trying to make sure everything's good, though. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, the bare necessities. It, I think that's an important part too. The bare necessities. I think you you can you know scrape by too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so long as you have those very minimal things, like you have the diapers and the wipes and the burp cloth and clothes and pacifiers. Once you get that, and you know, food like formula and stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, and once you get to that point, I think you're okay. But and also, here's another thing. Um, are you guys planning to? use formula or breastfeed because you know that's what i was mentioning before like there's a formula shortage and i think they're coming out of it luckily now um but for a lot of parents i'm sure that would have been terrifying for a long time like i was looking for friends that have newborn kids like every time i went to walmart or Publix or lowe's or whatever um looking for their formula to see if they have it and that's terrifying i'm i'm four states away but i'm still like looking out for them like, yeah. I can't imagine what it is to be like a parent looking out for, like not having food for your baby. Yeah, it's something um, um, I, I, I refer to her as my wife, but my wife has uh, been very um, worried about, you know, she, she'll, she'll get anxious about it. Me, uh, we're, we're, we live on a border uh, at the border. So I, I've looked at it and I'm like, well, we could always get, you know, go to Mexico and get some, some formula. <laughs> you know, I've said, I've seen CDC websites say, oh yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. But I mean, I, you know, when push comes to shove, you, you just kind of gotta, you know, that baby's gotta balance. eat. <laughs> yeah. And initially she didn't, she was, um, she didn't want to breastfeed, but then she saw, you know, the formula shortage and things like that. And she's worried about like, um, I can't remember what the word is when you, you know, you, you go like 50, 50 on, on breastfeeding and, and, um, formula. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like, well, we could, you know, we could do that, you know, stuff like that. So she's, she's just worried about being able to not only provide from, from her, her body, but also the fact that, you know, the baby's going to need formula. It's, it's, it's another way of them getting their nutrition. So, um, I'm not too worried about it. Like I said, it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's not too, too bad. And I know we have family and friends looking out too. That's a good thing. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it is something to worry about, but is it something that's going to keep us from feeding our, our child? I, I don't think so. You know, it's as long as it doesn't get worse, you know, <laughs> where they completely shut down and there's zero on the shelves. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah. Well, that that's good. And, and I, I feel like, um, 
it's always better to go breast milk. Um, and again, I feel like I should put this disclaimer out there. Um, this is not an advice podcast. Like I only speak from experience, but I feel like it's, um, it's better to go breastfeeding number one, because it's cheaper number two, because it's natural, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with formula. Like my, my wife and trying to best uh, breastfeed both of our kids, she couldn't produce. So they got nothing. So they were very, very heavy on the formula side, like 96, 97% formula on, on, on that one side. And that's okay. But I mean, you try to get anything that you can from, from um, breastfeeding, anything that you can get breastfeeding. Awesome. But if you can't, I mean, do the best you can. So, I mean, ultimately rely on your pediatrician and what they suggest and everything like that hundred percent rely on them, but you do what you can trying to make sure that they're fed and, and not crying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have a, um, what, what was, um, you said you, you mentioned how your wife was, um, had, had issues with the breastfeeding. How is it like, um, I have, uh, how would you, how would you like be able to support her or, or I, I'm sure she was like wanting, you know, she, I'm sure she wanted to, you know, feed, feed them um or, or breastfeed them but how did she how were you able to like help cope with her or you know support her so in the in the very beginning on, on the first go around with my daughter my wife would like do the pumping and try it like try to put the baby on the boob um just wasn't happening and if you try to give somebody a meal and there's no food they're gonna cry just like any one of us would do so you supplement that with formula right but there are things that are way beyond me that like pumping every so often um, it's, you're more likely to, to produce milk. Um, we didn't know that at first, like, okay, I wasn't getting up in the middle of the night to pump. Um, so maybe that's a reason why I didn't produce, or maybe I wasn't as hydrated as, as I should have been. Like I wasn't drinking enough water to make the milk you can't blame yourself. Sometimes it's, it's just science. Uh, I mean, you can ask your yeah. pediatrician or your, your own uh, physician on, on how you could be doing better going, going forward. But I feel like um, more hydration would have, would have helped um, waking up in the middle of the night to pump would have helped just like that const that routine and doing that. But, she, but she didn't produce anything. She felt bad about it, that she wasn't able to produce. And she, felt like she was failing as a mother. And, and I said, that's, that's no, no healthy way to feel about it. It's, it's common, I'm sure in biology and not your fault at all, but sometimes we need help. And, and this has probably been going on for centuries. Yeah. Is there anything that you're worried about when it comes to the first couple of stages being, a, being a parent? Like I, you, you have to know that, you know, you're not going to get a lot of sleep at first that you have to learn how to change the diapers and well, I'm, 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 there's like a couple of points I'm, I'm worried about. Main one is, um, keeping sanity, <laughs> keeping sanity throughout the entire, you know, <laughs> newborn phase. I, uh, my mom's giving me some pointers, like, you know, you guys are going to sleep a little less and stuff like that. Um, uh, considering the fact that my uh, lady's pregnancy has not been easy whatsoever for her, mm -hmm. um, you know, vomiting in her entire pregnancy, she got these like um, these this itching that she just is she's 
she's done sores all over her body, checked with, you know, the, the OBGYN and everything and made sure that everything in her body levels are fine. Everything so far has been checked out. None. I think it's called coleostasis. None of that, that, you know, 37 weeks, they have to pop the baby out. So it's not okay. like a, a stillborn or something like that. So we're past that, thankfully. Um, but it's, she, she's still um, going through that. And she's just like, I want to get this baby out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, um, that, that's just a worry, like really the, the sanity itself, um, her, her, her mental health. And, and also we all mind, but she's the one that's been real, 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 um, you know, taking the, 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 to, the total, um, uh, you know, what do you say? Uh, truckload of the entire. <laughs> yeah. She's taking the brunt of, brunt of yeah, the issues. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's taking the, the run of the issue. So um, pretty, I, I think that's my main worry, um, you know, but I mean, we, we got each other's back at the end of the day. So I know we'll, we'll push through it. Um, another worry is just, is, it goes back to the, 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 the formula thing, um, which is something that can, you know, if things were to the economy and all that stuff, if it, if it gets worse, you know, um, I, I feel that's another worry, um, being able to sustain a, 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 what a comfortable living, you know, mm-hmm. myself and, and, and our son. Um, that's another worry. Uh, but um, the other ones are just, you know, your, your, your typical, you know, how oh, crap we need to go get diapers, you know, we run out of diapers or wipes or we need to go like, you know, those type of things that are going to be on the, on the front end of like daily tasks of like, well, we need this, we need that, or oh no, we forgot this <laughs> on an outing or something. But I mean, you know, that's that's the least of the worries. But yeah, those I feel like those two big points are the ones that really worry me. Um, it's terrifying because you have this whole new human that you have to be responsible for, and oh it's God. terrifying. I, and I hundred percent agree. It is terrifying, especially on the first go around. Even on the second go around, when my second one came around, I'm like, I don't have any idea how to do all this because it's been three years. I forgot what it's like to handle a small child. But then I like just for example, today I was I was out and about and um, I saw, you know, a, a dad pushing his um, pushing the stroller and he's got like, I don't know, maybe a two or three month old in there. And I'm like, good God, like, I don't, I'm so glad I don't have to do that again. <laughs> um, but it's, it's so much easier because they just, they're, they're kind of like a big sock full of jello that you just put there and they just exist there. And eventually they start to walk, they start to fall, they start to be curious about things and pointing things and start screaming for no reason. And then it gets really fun when they, I I feel like I have two really interesting points in, in a child's life is like the one and a half where they can walk, they can run, they can fall, but they can't speak yet. They can have thoughts on their own, but they can't express it yet. Alternatively, my daughter, who's four and a half, she is incredibly smart. She can, her vocabulary is way better than it should be. Um, so she can express all these things. She's essentially nine, 10 years old, and she's only four and a half. Whereas my, my son, he's, I don't know, he's, see, he's still just a big old sack of jello. 
<laughs> See, he, he's, he's not. Um, but it's it's so weird that you see like how different the ch- the kids are like from like four and a half, one and a half, and now you guys are going to go from newborn to six months like that. I promise you, it's going to go so fast, and you're not even going to realize it. Yeah, the one thing that that my lady brings up a lot is like we're going to bring a, a stranger home, <laughs> bring a complete stranger home. Oh, um, oh. I, I can tell oh. you right now. I can tell you right now that is not what it's going to happen. You are going to see that baby, and you will burn cities to the ground, making sure that that kid is safe. I assure 100%. you, it is not going to be like a stranger. It's going to be your your lady will want that kid safety more than yours like she will push you in front of a bus to make sure that that kid is safe and it's gonna happen <laughs> immediately i promise you no she's already said that she's like i would do whatever i need for this baby I'm like, All right. yeah. <laughs> so it's like we're gonna bring we're, we're, we're i feel like that's one thing that um it's it's a it's an, uh, i can't really form a complete sentence i guess but it's like it makes you tear up thinking about it like for me at least i'm like you know we're gonna bring someone that you know we're gonna name this person and teach them and then they're gonna learn they're gonna speak and they're we're gonna fight and they're gonna grow up oh yeah it's it's just those things where it's like man it's thinking about it i I look back I, i reflect in ways that um like my parents i think about my parents a lot too like what, what they what did they do to me and what what can i do better um, yeah you know now that i'm gonna be a parent you know what, what can i do better and I, and I talk a lot a lot about that um perspective with 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 my wife so we we kind of bounce back on each other a lot on that on that topic of okay well what do you think this and that like i guess one huge um one thing that really um opened my eyes a lot was uh, one day we were just sitting down and I asked you like what's one thing like um like what's one thing that you know about yourself that um like a better term like you know like it's a toxic trait for example right she says hers and I say mine and we both kind of bounce back on each other and we're like okay well we that's something that we don't want to teach our child for example um, I was raised in a you know Christian household things like that where if you didn't um, meet this certain expectation, for example, um, not you wouldn't be shunned, but you you you, you kind of feel like a, like disappoint a disappointment to your yeah. parents, for example. And it's a real ugly feeling, I think. Uh, so I would I would hate for our you know it's it's go it's bound to happen. I think you know we're all human. We're gonna feel a lot of feelings and say things we don't you know truly mean. Um, there's gonna be times where we were like you know we said this and we said this, but we didn't mean it or we meant this miscommunication a lot of things down in life happen but um that's one thing i want to you know grip on and make sure that i myself and my partner we uh set that in stone like you know make sure that we don't uh like we bet ourselves within each other and ourselves independently so we can teach you know show better versions and um, better habits traits you know all that personality stuff and also uh be you know resiliency all those good you know soft skills i would say <laughs> so so that way they they, they they can be you know not, not only just better you know humans but also just you know be be you know nicer to people um also be independent strong all that you know good stuff where 
Now we all have our flaws, but just make sure that we don't transfer. Like, I, I guess, I don't know. I don't know if you've heard the term of like general generational curses or some people believe in that stuff. Others don't, mm. but it's like those things where we just like, whether it's true or not, we just want to make sure we just kind of cut that off. So that way we can like improve within, you know, our family, you know, cause it's a little family we're starting off already. So we'll make sure we start off like on the best food possible. <laughs> <laughs> and I absolutely see where you're coming from. My wife's family wasn't super religious. My family was, like we come from like Roman Catholic where it's church every Sunday, Sunday school. Like I served on the altar and everything. I come from that background, but I don't adhere to that, to those beliefs anymore. So my family is in the same boat where like they're in the very religious aspect and I'm not so much. And I have no problem having my daughter go or my son go to Sunday school or going to church every weekend It's just, I'm not, I feel like I don't want to force that upon them. Like, I want that to be their call. I'm a hundred percent ready to answer any questions they have, or, you know, if they want to go to a mosque, if they want to go to temple, if they want to go to church, I don't really care. I'm happy to help them along the way. I just don't want to force anything on them. Like it was on me. And that was, that was my biggest thing. So like, I, I see that. And that's one of the things that I struggle with too. Like, I don't know if I'm making the right call when it comes to any kind of parenting decision. Like there are things that come up with like, um, like I I'm worried about like my daughter going to a friend's house and I don't know what's there because, and it's unsupervised. Like I'm not there having her go and have fun with a friend. And I don't know, like there's a lot of things around this age that you don't know what to do and you just do the best you can you know, like use your best judgment and do what's best for for your kid and i mean we have no idea what the absolute hell we're doing and our parents exactly. i think we're the same way and maybe we just try and do a little bit better and kind of to your point where you said like what was something that you not so much what your parents screwed up on but like what is something that your parents did that you want to improve upon and there are times when i i yell at my kid because i'm at my wits end my patience is gone and i yell at my kid and i say i am my dad right now and i and i back up and i say what just happened how did i become my dad in two seconds it was it was horrifying to me to see my dad in that, that angry, like, and my dad was great. He was, but like, I see when my temper is lost and I, I see my dad in that too. So I see where like that generational thing comes into play mm-hmm. um, and there's nothing you can do about it. It just happens. But yes, you do want to make better where, where you can. Yeah. And just to dig in a little bit more on that uh, subject is like, well, my, my mother, she said, you know, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to get, you're going to, you're going to be a guide, a guide to, to this child. Right. And my question was, it was a very open-ended question. Like, where am I going to guide them to? Like, yes. What's the end goal exactly? Like, um, whether it be, you know, um, like it's a, it's such a such a vague question of where am I where am I supposed to guide them or is there even a uh, like a end goal of a perfect 
parent perfect you know <laughs> childhood <laughs> and stuff like that so like it's it, like I, I i can fathom i can't fathom it an answer to that it's still an open open question to me um so it's those things where i'm like okay well what what do i want out of my child and i'm like well that's i think that's a a, a bad question or the wrong question because it's not about what i should want it should be what they want and how can mm-hmm. i support that and and help guide that you know their, their goals ambitions and stuff like that yeah for sure so it's just one of those things where it's like man like it is true we are guides but how can we where are we supposed to guide them to <laughs> so um, it's just... and and I, and i will kind of tell you a secret that i found um, among all parents, among all dads, we have no idea what we're doing. You, you do the absolute best you can. You, you make terrible decisions. You make great decisions along the way. Um, you just do the best you can and try not to mess them up, but we don't know. Nobody, nobody knows if, if you talk to a parent and say, yeah, I have all the right answers. They are probably a monster or an alien and they are screwing with you. Um, <laughs> It's no, there. I mean, nobody knows what we're doing. We we do the best we can. We use our best judgment and just try and raise good kids. That's that's all we're trying to do. Yeah. So I I wouldn't worry too much about it. So long as you, so long as you go to bed at night thinking that you were the best dad that you could be for that day, I think you're in good shape. Yeah, I think just the question itself. I feel like that's something that one should be proud of. No. So, so here's my thing. Like you are about to become a dad. Um, is there anything that you would like to know or anything that you're worried about? Um, and I admittedly don't have a whole bunch of experience, but I've done this twice now, um, fairly recently, but is there anything that you are curious about anything that you're concerned about anything that you have questions about that I can kind of guide you towards, or at least shed some light on for you? Um, main concern would be just, um, with my partner is would you, what recommendation or what worked out for you and your partner, uh, when you had a newborn, um, did you guys have like a sleep cycle? Did you go back to work and how did that work out? So we were both, uh, um, we were both off for the first month and then my wife was off for an additional two months. Um, those two months that I was not there was a little rough. Um, and not that it was bad that she couldn't handle it, but having two people on, on deck was significantly easier than just one. But at the very beginning, uh, how we, how we uh, started, we had, and I would like this very clear that we had no idea what we were doing. We, we did the best we could. We tried to figure out things that worked for us. And we listened to people's, recommendations we listened to podcasts kind of like this one we had no idea what we were doing and the biggest thing is you have to find that groove that works for you that doesn't even rhyme but um but you have to figure out what works for you guys um i think early on and i can't remember if it was in the first three months or if it was shortly after that um my wife would do God, I want to say like the 6 p.m. feeding and then she would go to bed and then I would do like the 9 p.m. feeding and, cha- and changing if especially early on, if you feed them, change them, 
because it's much easier that way. It's kind of a pain in the butt and you, and you go through diapers, but feed them and change them. It works out that way. Um, but she would do like the six or 7 PM feeding. And then I would do like the 10 or 11 PM feeding and changing. And then uh, I'd, I'd put her to bed and then my wife would do the one overnight. And then I would get up early in the morning, like only because I knew that I don't wake up at night. So I do like a, the latest possible one and the earliest possible one so that I could get like a solid six hours. Yeah, That was what worked for us for a while. And I know that a lot of people don't do that, but it was, it's what worked for us because I'm a heavy sleeper and that just happened to work for us. I know that there are couples that the mom would prefer to do every like overnight feeding. And then the dad would do during the day. Ultimately it's what is working best for you guys. So just to give you a heads up, they eat every three hours to begin with. Um, and it's not a lot they'll eat and they'll probably go back to sleep right at the beginning, but it's going to change and it's going to alter and you guys have to move along with it. You have to roll with the punches and kind of figure out what is working best for you guys and your son and what the needs of your son are and how to handle it. That's definitely something I'd consider, you know, take it, a take it because I, I, I had no idea what was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to hear, you know, I, 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 my my dad when when he had me and my my brother and my sister he 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 didn't have any uh, paternity leave I only have I'm I'm taking uh, PTO off they don't have paternity leave it's like something that sucks in the United States some companies have them um, others you know I tried saving them saving up as much as I can but I'll take like the second week of my PTO yeah um, a month after I start work again that way you know I can come back and be like all right let me let me come back and and help you out you know yeah but uh yeah people at work are like yeah man you're gonna you're gonna come to work and you're gonna want to sleep i'm like that's fine <laughs> i mean i i, I know a lot but i i feel like sometimes i might i might take it like a little like that's yeah, fine I'll, I'll manage it which i mean everybody has to you know you, you know well it's not gonna fall apart because you don't get sleep but um I mean, I, I, I got to tell my, my lady, I, I just need four hours of sleep and I'm good. I'm good for the next <laughs> 24 hours. So, hold on. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I know that you're, you're young, um, young-ish when, you know, compared to me right now, um, you're, you're going to get it. You're, you'll roll with it and you're going to be tired. But this is the beginning of a, the next chapter of your life. Um, like I remember being your age and being out you know, at the, the bars and hanging out with friends. And, you know, this was 10 years ago, we were playing rock band at night, but um, it, it was, it was, it was different. It was like going out and partying and everything starting to go out at 10 o'clock at night. And now if I am still awake at 10 o'clock at night, like right now, as we're recording, man, I, I better be doing something worthwhile because I should be in bed. <laughs> it's 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 different man you you just it's weird how how quickly you turn into your parents um in some in some aspects so it's it's just different it's growing up it's weird and and it it it's terrible (laughs) man talking about turning into our parents when we first moved into an apartment to our apartment i was telling my lady i was like 
Um, I need a recliner. <laughs> My dad's <laughs> always had a recliner in his room. Or in the a dad room. chair. I think yeah, that like, every home should have a dad chair. I yeah, absolutely agree. <laughs> and nobody <laughs> else is allowed in it. And sit down for like at least 30 minutes before you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> before you fall asleep in it and then you have to get up to bed. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, I'll get, I'll get you one. Like, you know, when when we get a bigger apartment or we can fit it somewhere here, we have an oversized sofa. I love it, but I always like the idea of a recliner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is there anything that, that you're looking forward to about becoming a dad and not so much in the, the beginning part, because the beginning part is going to suck. And, and I'll tell you right now, once, once your son is, and, and I can only speak from experience because I know that once my daughter hit three and a half, three to three and a half, it was awesome. First few years kind of suck. And it's unfortunate that I say that because it feels like forever. And I'm in that again now with my son, but it goes by so fast. And it's, I know it's cliche and it's ridiculous to say, but it goes by so fast. Um, and now, now my daughter, like we joke about things and she plays video games and I'm not even there and she knows how to turn it on. It's really weird, but it's really, really great. But is there anything that that you are looking forward to about being a dad? Um, I'm just looking forward to spending time with them, making memories. Um, like I'm all about spending quality time with, you know, people I, I love, you know, whether it be my parents, you know, my lady or, you know, now my son, it's, it's like, man, I don't know. I'm gonna have a good time. <laughs> I got a little fishing buddy. I got a little, you know, I got everything now. It's my best friend there. <laughs> so I'll be, um, I'll definitely be, 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 um, taking him out and stuff like that. going fishing. And that's just my favorite thing to do. And I hope he loves fishing as much as I do. <laughs> and if he doesn't, uh, he's getting dragged along either way. <laughs> and, and it's kind of funny. Like you, you, you get to kind of mold their interests a little bit. Like, sure. They'll, once they get a mind of their own, they'll, they'll figure out what they want. Like my daughter likes princesses, but she also likes Spider-Man. And I mean, you can see where the, where the, her mommy is and her daddy is. So, um, <laughs> but no, like you, you can mold your kids into your own interests um, because that's something that you can share with them. And it's not in a bad light. Like you can't say you're going to like baseball, whether you like it or not. Um, but like just something fun for you guys to do and have them enjoy it. What, like, this is something that I wanted to ask you about. Cause I know that you had mentioned to, to me prior to uh, us recording tonight, but do you traditionally do like fresh or saltwater fishing? I I mean, I've done a lot more freshwater fishing, but I love saltwater fishing. I feel like that's just, it's a whole different ball game. I think it's just awesome. Okay. Yeah. I, and I agree. I think it's, I think it's two different worlds. Like, like, and I think as a dad, like depending on where you come from, like fishing is either nothing or a really big thing and a really fun thing for, for you. Like what, one of my favorite quotes and I, and I can't, think of exactly what it is but it's something along the lines of um so many men go fishing never knowing that it's not actually fish they're in search of um and that and that is one of my favorite things because it it's like guys go fishing sometimes early in the morning just to go for the solitude just to be quiet and they don't they don't exactly know they don't really care if they get fished that day it's just 
being in the quiet and being alone with their thoughts. And that's their time to do what they want. And the mindless things of like putting a hook on a line, things like that, putting bait on a hook that you don't really care if you catch fish or not. Sure. It's yeah. fun, but it's, 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 it's more about the being able to reflect and, and we don't admit that enough. Um, but I, I think it's more of that. That's our time to sit and, and, and be, be in our own head. Yeah, just self-reflect. That's 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 the main reason I started fishing. Realistically, yeah, I went through uh, a divorce and and all that stuff well, three years ago, mm-hmm. about almost three years ago, roughly. Um, and I just you know I have, we have a lake here in my hometown, and I just you know went started you know I took I bought like the cheapest <laughs> ugly stick I could find at Academy, and I went you know I went and just you know sat down and. I was like, man, it's real quiet. It's real nice. And, and that's the main reason I started, you know, to be able to self-reflect and get your mind off of things or even, you know, think about stuff a little bit more, more solid thinking, you know, more, more, uh, and slowly and surely I started enjoying it just for the sport of it. And then I found a really good mix between it. You know, it's, uh, I introduced uh, fishing to my lady now and, and she loves it for the adrenaline. But I'm like, well, she hasn't, she hasn't figured out the fact that it's, there's another reason to yeah. it, like you say, you know, stuff. but I feel it's, it's more like a, like a, a man thing, you know, why are you fishing out so much and all this stuff? It's like, well, you know, you don't understand. So you don't, you know, it's, it's those things where it's like, you want know, to enjoy memories and make memories with people, but also it's like, well, I want to go fishing by myself and, and just enjoy the quietness, the peace and the solitude. So um, that's that's my my main reason why I fish. Um, just enjoy yourself, but also, I, I, there's a country song where it's like it's like she, she thinks we're just fishing, but it's something else to to other people. It's like you know we're, we're enjoying. We're, I took my dad fishing. He's never taken me fishing. He's taken me hunting, and I love hunting. I hate it wake. I love. I'm a morning person, but I hate it waking up at like four in the morning. Yeah. Just to get at the ranch at seven in the morning. <laughs> it's, like, it's like what are we doing? Um, I, I, I enjoyed it. Did I love it? Not really, but I, I love the memories that we made. So I, now that I'm going to be a parent, um, it, it's, it's something that, you know, regardless if he doesn't like anything, he comes and then later in life, we're going to be able to speak about it. You know, I remember that time, you know, good, make good memories and stuff like that. I, yeah. I, that's the type of dynamic I had with my dad and, and it's good memories. And now he's like, well, let's make more memories. I'm like, well, Know, hunting and all that stuff it's kind of out of the picture now but um we can definitely go fishing so i took him fishing he hates it <laughs> but if we're on a boat well he <laughs> loves it <laughs> i i can tell you like maybe that that may not be his thing but he's he's with you and he's he's very happy yeah. just just think about like you with your own son like maybe in the next like 18 20 years and he's he wants to bring you along with him like just think about that like maybe maybe your dad doesn't want to p- play Fortnite, but he's very happy being with you and that's what's really important it's just like trying to share in that that fun time with you like maybe you're that's that's not your thing but like i i didn't really like fishing growing up but it was more so about like spending time with my dad because my dad loved fishing and now that i'm older i like fishing more than i ever did growing up yeah. but now it's more about like I think about that solitude, but I also think about my dad. 
Well, that's our show, everybody. Thank you very much, uh, Neff, for being our, our guest today. Um, one of the things that I like to do is give my guests the last words of the show. So if there's anything that you'd like to send our listeners off with, that's your chance. So let's hear it. Uh, it was awesome meeting you. It was awesome talking about um, those points we, we touched across here, answered my questions and gave good advice. Um, I, I'd be definitely down to check back in like, you know, a couple months, maybe <laughs> see how everything's <laughs> been going. So, um, so yeah, uh, definitely awesome podcast, everything. I hope other people, um, other, other dads or soon to be dads are able to find this and, you know, take what they can out of it. So, you know, they could be successful fathers and handle things a little bit with ease. And, you know, I, I think this is something that should be a little bit more spread out so we can help, you know, each other as fathers and, and yeah, help our partners too. Well, I'm, I'm really glad that you feel that way. And I'm, I'm really glad that you got something out of it. Um, and I'm very eager to help anybody else and talk to anybody else, new dads, seasoned dads alike, just dads talking. And that's, that's the whole point of the show. So, and absolutely in a few months um, after your son is, is born, I would love to check back in with you and see how things are going. So to everybody out there, cheers. Good night. Good night, Daddy.